my lovelies, welcome to Love Always Lisa, my brand new podcast. It's all about bringing people from all walks of life, from all over the world together to share their stories, giving them a chance to show how love, kindness and authenticity will help you shine. I'm bringing to you, the listener, an abundance of love, laughter and real talk. So all that's left to say now really is that I hope you sit back and enjoy the show, Love Always Lisa. Welcome, my lovelies, back to another episode of Love Always Lisa. I can't actually believe that this is episode six, and I think I repeat that sentence every single time that I do this because I'm in utter disbelief that I'm actually doing this. Um, But um, yeah, we're back again. Uh, We've got a fantastic guest. But first of all, as always, I just want to mention our sponsors because without them, it wouldn't be possible. So our main sponsor for this month is GW Accountants, and that's Debbie Warburton. And then we also have Your Beautiful Day and the lovely Helena Giles. We've got the Cornwall Home and Garden magazine and also the Devon version. And they also have the new Eco uh, Cornwall magazine as well and that's the lovely Brian Fisher and then our last um, supporting sponsor is Macmillan Curnow and the lovely Sandy Johns so um, all of those guys um, on my website there's information about them so you can go and have a look um, all great businesses and obviously a great support for me um, I say it again every single time but the Cornwall channel here where I record the podcast each uh, each month each episode has, has made it possible for me um, I don't have the setup at home and to be able to come into here and literally just come along bring the guest or have the guest online it just is it's epic and I'm really grateful to Shane and the team so um, my first guest for this month um, is the lovely Kate Griffith. Uh, She is, um, well, basically her gift is kindness uh, coupled with fierce love and she is a real and raw lady. Um, It's all about whole self-leadership and I met her, um, I think I would say accidentally, but I don't believe in accidents anymore. (laughs) A lot of things have changed um, over the last six months to a year and um, yeah, we, we met and um, I think she's a lovely lady and definitely somebody that is ideal to be on Love Always Lisa. So how are you, Kate? How are you doing? I'm really well, thank you, Lisa. Thanks for asking. Um, this week, as you... Well, I don't know, actually, I think your children are a bit older, but I've got two teenage daughters Yeah. Um, and they're on half term. So apart from doing this with you... I'm having a go slow week and catching up with my girls and friends and things like that. So I'm really enjoying a different pace this week. I don't blame you. Don't blame you. No, my, my children are older, but um, I had last week uh, off uh, with my grandchildren and um, it was oh. absolutely amazing. Um, and hadn't seen them for a year because of COVID. Oh. Um, and yeah, so it was really special. So, um, so how's things been for you? What, are you looking forward to uh, getting back to this new, new normal that we have? I, h- I hate keep saying new normal because to me, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, isn't it? It's going to be however it's going to be. It's how we make it at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned. So how are you feeling about things and, and you know, how have you coped? Well, think, yeah, so I think it's a really, really good question, a nice open question, and it can be taken in a number of ways. So mm-hmm. 
part of what I do with colour, as you can see some of my bottles behind me, um, is look at the elements. So at the moment we're in spring, although it feels very summery with all this beautiful sunny weather. And, you know, spring is about renewal, new beginnings, hope, connection. And that has been very much a part of what's been happening. And I think, you know, a sense of expansion. So I've you known talking to clients and other people, you know, think, oh, I've got all these business opportunities coming in and so on. But if, if people aren't in that place, it can feel, oh, what's, what's wrong with me? You know, what yeah. have I done wrong? And it's disconcerting and stuff like that. So I'm really aware that there's almost like two different stories playing out at the moment. Yeah. And some people that seem to be really thriving from the shift and others that are feeling, well, well I'm not quite there yet. And so then doubting themselves. So that's a part of it. And then it, you were sort of saying like, and I, and I, I know you caught yourself with like the new normal. Yeah. And I guess for me, I was uh, reflecting on this earlier today. I was doing something for someone else and saying, well, actually, I, I, my belief is that this is only the beginning. So, you know, if you're, oh, everything's sorted, we're, you know, going back to normal. There is no going back to normal. It's a bit like 9-11, you know, yeah. all of the security measures changed after that, you know, because it the shock to the system and I feel that's what's happening here but also at a deeper level than that I believe that COVID happened because we had sort of come out of relationship if you like with mother earth or with mm, the earth yeah and you know it's all oh, we can do whatever we like we're human beings we're the most intelligent beings on this planet well actually we know that consciousness is in trees, in nature, in animals, you know, mm -hmm. maybe expressed in different ways. And our role, even if we are at the top of the food chain, is to be stewards to the earth and to look after the earth and all the inhabitants of the earth. And so I feel, in a way, there's been a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah. And people going, oh, yeah, have you, have you had the double vaccination? Have you, oh, you're all right then, and everything's fine. And it's like, well, actually, did we really look at how we live our lives, you know, sort of how we overuse, you know, in terms of agriculture, you know, not, not allowing fields maybe to lay at rest for a while and then we use chemicals to try and get more products out of it. So then you get stressed plants, you know, of course, then you, the animals eat the plants or the, the crops, the fodder, so they get stressed. So in a way, you could argue that, how whatever the origins of COVID, yeah, really, it's that we haven't really fundamentally changed the way that we live our lives. And the problem with all of that is it's complex. It's not do one thing and then it's all going to be fine. It it would mean a fundamental rethink and a reset. And I feel if we don't take this opportunity to really consider that, then other things will be coming down the line. You know yeah. that yeah. we we can't see yet. So I don't mean to be a sort of a naysayer or, um, you know, sort of a prophet of doom. I feel it's, it's like the small things almost, you know, whether or not your business is booming or it isn't booming, you know, have you got good health? You know, there's so much abundance yes. in sort of something as simple as gratitude, you know, going, yeah. well, it's a wonderfully warm day or, 
you know, whatever it is, just those little things, because that's it's mainly the ordinary things, the simple things that make up the majority of our lives. Exactly. You know, these big, wonderful, amazing things are just that. They're sort of maybe once in a lifetime or once every now and then. Exactly. And and I, I agree. I mean, I um, <clears throat> for a long time before COVID happened, I'd said myself you know I use social media all the time and I do like social media and I've met lots of amazing people and I have lots of great conversations and and without it I wouldn't for example um, my friends that I've made over in America and I'm in a group called the ripple effect and one though both the ladies in there two of the ladies in there they did the podcast with me and I would have met them without having all of this technology and stuff we have but for, yeah. for a long time I was saying we're advancing so fast it's kind of like something needs to happen to stop to slow us down because we're just running away and it's like everything's so it's always big let's get the bigger picture let's do the big thing the big thing and and the whole reason why I'm doing Love Always Lisa um, is because it's the simple things leading with love being kind and being yourself and those three things ever since I've change my perspective and become like that I can't explain I can't even try to explain but things have happened for me that are just phenomenal and you know it's like doing this podcast if somebody had told me um even a year ago when I was still feeling a lot better than I was two years ago I would have said no chance whatsoever I'm I haven't got the voice for it I can't do a podcast it's gonna be boring (laughs) who's gonna want to listen to anything that I've got to say and now I'm kind of like, well, it's not about me. It's about me helping other people come and share their stories because there's a lot of interesting people out there that I've met. And we all have a different opinion of you. But at the same time, we can still all live in this world together and we can still have our own thoughts and feelings on things and we don't have to fall out. We can just be kinder. And like you said, the very simple things, the basic things are actually the most important. And gratitude for me Every day now I write in a journal, gratitude yeah. for the day. And when I go to bed at night, I write down my aspirations for the next day. Some people might think, oh, it's a bit woo-woo or whatever. And that's fine. You know, I used to think it was woo-woo as well. But then when I started <laughs> living by this, I actually yeah. have realised that's all I ever had to do. All I had to do was be myself talk about the things that I'm passionate about, not listen to all of this rubbish that comes from other people about you being this way, that way, and you're happier. And that's the end of it. And so totally agree. And I think that, like you say, there is, there's we can't sit here and we can speculate, I suppose, about what's going to happen. But I think focusing on the most important things are going to help us in the long run. So you yeah. mentioned a minute ago about your beautiful bottles behind you. Now, obviously, nobody can see this because it's a podcast. No, but, I know. <laughs> but um, that's fine because when I obviously you'll be on my website and I'll share pictures and things. But so basically, um, do you want to explain why you've got what these bottles are? Explain a little bit about who you are and what you do, just so that the listeners know um, they're not bottles of alcohol. It's only what eleven <laughs> thirty. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit early. Well, you know. <laughs> It's funny because I was thinking you were saying about your gratitude journal and if you remember when we met and you were yeah. doing um, the Awakening to um, More Joy and Wisdom series yeah. with me yeah. meditation 
I sent you a Coral Angel Spritzer. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've still got it. I have, but The yes. whole thing with Coral Angel, it's about manifesting your dreams. <laughs> yes. And that's why I sent it to you, because it felt really important. Yeah. You know, when we had that initial conversation. Yeah. And that's back in January, you know. Exactly. That is almost six months ago now. So it's funny, because people often forget, and it's kind of all, basically, I think, to make that shift, you know, to you know, now that you write your gratitude journal and all the other things you probably do, spiritual practices that we have, sometimes we, we need to shift at an energetic level because we're so stuck in our head. I don't know if you know um, the uh, Lord of the Rings, the story, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. And in, in it, there's the, the King of Gondor and he's got this little advisor who's basically um, worked for... Um, Saruman, the, the wizard that turned and, and um, you know, started serving Sauron, the sort of the bad um, guy in the whole thing. And so Worm, Wormside or Wormwood, whatever his name was, was a witch bring all this rubbish to the king. And so he's enfeebled and, and is virtually about to lose his kingdom, which is exactly what Saruman wants. He's got, you know, a large chunk of the empire for Sauron and so on. And... Um, in a way, the, the reason I'm mentioning that is that's kind of like what we do to ourselves. You know, everybody is a really powerful being, is naturally creative, resourceful and whole. That's what I believe. Yeah. But you have these voices in your head and if you listen to them, and it's, you know, it's trying to protect us on a level, but it can end up almost, it makes your world smaller and smaller until you feel like, I can't do anything. What's yeah. the point of getting up? What's the point of doing this? You know. And we can end up in that really, you know, awful and really difficult place to be. Because ultimately, people live, what we have, We can, and we all do this to a degree, but we have what's called the victim mindset. You poor me, you know, I didn't have this, or yeah. all these people have got all these other things. And that's the same for all of us. You know, you talk to anyone, I'm sure you find that every time you do a show, you know, they've got these amazing stories of adversity that they've overcome yeah. and yeah. stuff that's happened. And it, so again, it, well, I could say it's a choice, but I think how the colour works and why I work with colour is it can intuitively, I can sort of see what's going on for someone and, and, and sort of help them to see that deeper level. Because often these experiences that we've had, we've had them when we were children. Yeah. And we know, I don't know if you know, and other people have shared this, but essentially, you know, first seven years is about your physical development the next seven years to 14 is about your emotional development. The next seven years to 21 is about your mental development. Yeah. But say something happens when you're one, when you're pre-verbal anyway, then seven years later, there'll be an echo of that in your system yeah. emotionally. And then seven years again, until you start to look at it and, and resolve it. And we're all born, you know, when, when, when you know, the sperm gets the egg and so on, also, at the same time as, yes, we're born in our essence, but we're also born with a core wound. And so I guess the work that I'm doing is helping people to remember, so as a re-hyphen member, who they are in their whole selves. So it's a, it's a blend of coaching, therapy, um, and healing. And I like to work, I guess my focus is working with people who I would consider are doing world work. So that might be other coaches. They want to go deeper into their practice with their own clients. 
but it could also be leaders in organisations and, you know, essentially anyone's a leader, but who've got this vision and they want to make a difference because I feel we're at a turning point now. Yes. Um, where, you know, yes, we can change and we can wake up or we can say, no, this isn't for me. And so then, you know, the more people that wake up, then ultimately it's our job to keep on supporting other people to find their way out of, you know, the mire, really, so that they, you know, that they can see all of the potential that they have, because everybody is both divine, so amazing and fabulous, if you like, and human, so imperfect and going to, you know, have other thoughts as well. And it's kind of, can we really connect to that higher self, that sort of you talk about authentic, but it's more than that. It's that sort of, you know, that once we're in that place, then we want to be of service to add value. So I think that's, that's kind of the work that I do, and I work with individuals. I run a, a supervision group for coaches and therapists, and I run other kind of groups as well. Um, because I think right now is that while one-to-one work is brilliant, when you work in groups, you can sort of see more because you can see others' behaviours and how that triggers you and what's going on. So the shift can be much quicker. Yeah. And so when you first said to me you work with colour, I must yeah. admit, I thought, oh, she's one of those ladies that does the clothes thing and it's the clothes and oh! what you wear and it makes you look better because oh, right. you're wearing your right colours. And then when you said to me you were sending me this coral spritzer thing and I thought, what? what? So... So how does it work? How, how, how briefly, how, how do these spritzers work and how do you decide what to send to people to use? Or well, so because they... basically, normally I don't, I mean, you were, it was partly because you were doing the, um, the meditations with me yeah. and it's better if you've got something that helps you to go deeper. But how it would normally work is if we had more time, I'd sort of say to you, okay, what's on your mind, Lisa, or what's something you're wrestling with, trying to make more sense? Where would you like more clarity, yeah. say, in your life? And you tell whatever it is. And then we'd go in and I'd get you into a sort of more relaxed meditative state. Yeah. And essentially, you're, I'm going to connect with your intuition. Yeah. Because your mind has a view, well, actually, you need more money or you need it, you know, and it's usually mm-hmm. material things because it's worried about, you know, financial security and stuff but the, the, the thing is is it wouldn't matter if you've got a million pounds or no pounds you're never going to feel safe no. if you're relying solely on your mind so I get go to people's intuition and then they choose and I can share then with them what those colors mean and and, and stuff and what you know and if you you might choose and you know we might be looking at six bottles and go it's that one I really like that one yeah and you're choosing that with your soul or your intuition. Yeah. And so we can talk about it. And, and just in that, oh, and that's how I learn more about you or, or, you know, the person I'm working with. And then they pick a bottle to work with and you can massage it into your skin or you can put yeah. it in a bath and sit in the bath. And even with your spritzer, yes, you spray it in your hand, but you can put some in your bath. And, and how it works is it's a bit like epigenetics. So you know that the cells in the body shift and change, you know, you get new cells. It might be on every so many hours or days, depending on which part of the body it is. And so if you imagine that, we know that to be true. So when you're having a bath or you're working with an oil, 
is kind of targeting yourselves and sending lots of, you know, like positive messages, if you like, and all the good things in your with your intentions, but also releasing any of the stuff that's holding you back. So that's how you have that shift. Um, and that, and that's why then suddenly it's much easier to, to see the good in the world, for example, or in your life or what have you. So it's a process. So it's hard to explain in words. It's yeah, much yeah. easier when you have an experience, but that's in a nutshell how it works. And another way of looking at it is to say that, you know, a lot of coaching is auditory. Mm-hmm. You know, someone comes and then you, they ask a question or the, the coach asks them a question and stuff like that. So it's only working at the auditory level. With colour, it's visual. You're seeing something. You've got the auditory piece. Yeah. It's kinesthetic because you might, you know, pick up a bottle and, and you can feel the energies quite often from a bottle or a spray. And it's olfactory because they all have essential oils in. So you're working on four of the senses, which is also why. In some respects, it's more powerful than, you know, say, straight coaching. Well, I have to say, the um, the coral that you sent to me, I remember the first time I came on, I'd, I'd never done meditation before. And I was so embarrassed because actually I fell asleep and um, yeah, and I was mortified because I thought, how is this even possible? I'm listening and I fell asleep. But then when I, but when I came round... I could remember stuff and it's like when you were talking and you were saying about going down these stairs and all the rest of it and I remember thinking the things that you like what you was going to say next kind of thing and it was just it was just really it was it felt bizarre because obviously I'd not done it before but afterwards I felt really really good and really relaxed and obviously I did do a couple more after that and then work got in the way because that's always how it is and life um but no it was really good and uh, as I say if if anybody's listening and and they're interested obviously Kate will be on my website and you'll be able to go and have a look at, at what she does and have a chat so um you've got a little story to share with me now I spoke to Kate about the process of doing this podcast and how it is and she's going to tell me a story now I haven't heard this so this for the first time ever um I don't know what the guest is going to say um, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a really great story. So um, over to you, lovely. <laughs> great, thank you. So um, I kind of go, like you were saying, you don't believe in accidents. I, I'm the same, I think about synchronicities. And, um, you know, we I believe we choose the experiences we're going to have in this life um, and then they play out and how we respond that's where we, we have a choice, you know, our karma, how we respond to what happens to us. And I'm, believe it or not, quite a masculine female, so I'm quite sort of like direct and I sort of say things as I see them. And people like that or they don't, you know, but it's not the typical, you know, female response. And over the last couple of years, I've found myself working with a lot of men, one-to-one clients, and actually... Then they were sharing things with me that they haven't told anyone, you know, not even, say, parents or siblings or, or, or partners. And that felt like an incredible honour, um, you know, that they, they felt safe sharing that with me. And I think some of that comes from the fact that um, when I was a child, I, I actually suffered abuse um, and I... Of n- num- 
you know, emotional abuse, a lot of that, you know, over the years, which it took me a long while to heal. But actually, I'm really grateful for because I wouldn't be doing this work if I hadn't had yeah. those experiences. Yeah. But I also had um, sexual abuse, but it was only once. And so it wasn't like a repeating thing. And I blocked it out until I was in my 40s. And I think that now that, you know, I've processed that, it's like, it's almost like people who have been abused, it's kind of they can feel it in the energy so they feel safe because they know they won't be judged for who yeah. they are. But it, the result of all of that is actually, because it was men, um, a couple of men, that I want to work with men because I feel really strongly that, you know, out there at the moment, there's so much out there for women, you know, and talk about goddess awakening and feminine rising and stuff like that. But the impact is that men, on the whole, don't necessarily know where they fit in anymore. You know, if the yeah. wife or their partner is, you know, the main breadwinner, you know, and if you think about sociobiologically, men would, you know, program to be the hunter-gatherers. It's like, well, what's my role now? Yeah. And it's about role, really, but, you know, it's that who am I becoming? And, and also, how can I be all of myself? So we've had the sort of metrosexual man and, the overly feminine man but actually nobody wants to necessarily tame domesticated male either so how can that man be the wild man which isn't a savage but you know really embrace their masculinity yeah yeah and be all of who they are and so recently i started um running a men's group and i'm running it co-facilitating it with a man and it's such a powerful space in terms of what people are willing to share. And I've realised, and I guess this is the part of the story of the importance of this, in that I've been getting to know a man in, in my area recently over the last, I don't know, quite a while, you know, several months. And we don't see each other very often because they're in a very sort of high-powered job. And um, recently... You know, we we both have dogs because we've got a puppy now. And um, I bumped into him and said, oh, and I knew that he went out really early with his dog, you know, before he went to work. And one, and my husband usually gets up with our dog because I have him all day. Yeah. But on a Friday, I do Qigong. And I was like, well, that's, and that's at 8 a.m. So that's when I normally go out on my dog walk. So I said to this guy, I said, oh, well, look, I could do a, an early morning dog walk with you. And that would really suit me because I've got this class. And it means at least then Benji's had a walk. So he's not going to disturb yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that'd be great. So anyway, so I was really looking forward to it. And I rock up there um, on the, the on the day. And... Uh, oh yeah come in and he's getting the dog ready and then he gets and he calls out to his wife are you ready and I'm thinking what's he on about you know because I know their kids are teenagers so I think she's going to be doing like breakfast and stuff so we go out and I close the door behind me and then he goes back in and calls his wife and she comes with us on the walk and I'm so thrown by this because we've been building this relationship over several months and I thought we were going for a walk together and so, of course, it completely changed the dynamic. I barely know the wife. And, you know, obviously, we're going to have a three-way conversation. And what made me realize is 
so often, particularly men in, you know, senior positions, you know, they've got a lot of responsibility and then they've got their role as, you know, a, a husband or a fa- and father and whatever at home. Yeah, yeah. And so they never have time to stop. And actually, in reality, they're really starved of intimacy. But then the, the irony of all this is that they really need that intimacy to build other, you know, there's nothing untoward happening, but build relationships yeah, with yeah, others yeah. or whatever. But they're terrified of it at the same time. And so then they put things in the way of it. And it kind of made me realise how important this work is. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and that it, it takes time. And so going back to what you were saying earlier about like you did a few sessions with, you know, the 10 sessions and then you dropped out because you had other things to do. But it's about, and that's fine, but it's that, you know, busyness is a form of distraction. Because yes. of course there's always <laughs> things to do. There's always something to prepare, a podcast or something or yeah. whatever. And so it's kind of like about prioritizing what's life-giving because when we do that, a bit like you do in your gratitude journal, it, it flavors the whole of the rest of your day. Yeah. And that's the same with meditation or sitting in a group and being able to share and knowing it's safe, it's not going anywhere else. And then you can go on with the rest of your life. Because otherwise the pressure just builds up and then something happens perhaps that you're yeah, not definitely. even aware of that leaks out because you're not allowing. I, it's kind of like what I talk about, the core of your core. You know what? Where? What is that? And who is that? And allow that to come through you to perfume all of who you are. But if you're always busy and it's like a machine, and the next task and the next task, yes, you don't know who you're becoming. Yeah, it's it's very true. And it's funny because you said to me yesterday as well after being off for a week, um, and I'm like, oh, I've got loads to do. I've come back to work, and I check my emails and do this that, and the other. And Kate said to me. You do know that you need to sort of ease back into it. And I, when, when I got off the call and then later on I was talking to somebody else and I repeated what she'd said and I said she's got a valid point because if you think about it logically, you book a week off work for holiday or if you're lucky enough to have two weeks off, it can almost take mm. you that full week to get to the stage where you feel fully relaxed and are not at work yeah. because your brain yeah. takes that time. So, of course, then when you yeah. go back, it's going to take time the other way to get back into it never even thought about it I just go in and I'm like yeah need to do this 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 and this and then I'm like oh my god I'm overloaded what am I doing I forgot I thought the podcast was yesterday I was honestly it was a total wreck and what you said was very very true and uh, (laughs) it's funny how the brain works um no well that you know again every time I have a guest and somebody they've always got this story and every single person's story is normally something that's been quite traumatic um and upsetting that's led them to where they are now and what they're doing and that's all about helping other people and I think it is very interesting about the whole um thing around helping men um I know myself that um with doing stuff with mental health and the whole thing about um men in general not being able to talk comfortably about xyz it's almost like they're not supposed to um Mm. and showing any form of vulnerability is is difficult um i'm i'm an empath and so for me if if i care about somebody i will very much um feel i i just can tell i just can tell this morning i just a good friend of mine uh, you know i could tell he's not very good and 
it's weird because it's kind of like how can you even how can you know um but I think it's just that it's because I it's because I care and and at the end of the day I think that that is an important thing and men do need to have that and I'm not um (laughs) like you said really I'm probably um very much like old-fashioned so like in the sense of how men behave and stuff um I I've I've got friends who've said why would you let someone hold a door open for you and it's like why would you not what's wrong with it it's not like it's not going oh you're not strong enough to hold the door it's just a nice gesture and it's it's almost like the the nice kind things that men do they're not allowed to do it anymore because they're too frightened to do these things because of what people are going to say or do and I suppose yeah. that adds to it and then their thoughts and the processes around how they can talk and want to feel like they can say the things that the women say. Because we are different. We've got different brains, haven't we? We do think differently. But at the same time, yeah. everybody wants to be loved and cared for and feel part of something. And I don't understand why it's like the women have got the corner in the market for that. And it's not the case. And I think what you're doing to try and help men um you know have that opportunity to to talk about stuff is is really good and I'm not surprised you were quite shocked when his wife turned up because it's kind of like well you can't really let him have these he's not going to talk is he because he's not going to be sharing the information (laughs) so but again that was possibly I mean I don't know but that could be either he asked her to come because he thought oh my god I don't want to talk about stuff or or, or she, or she volunteered to go because she thought, I'm not having my husband going out with another woman. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think it's probably an unconscious thing. In the, mm. And I'm sure it was partly, you know, it could have been, oh, well, my wife works part-time <coughs> and I know you're new to the area, so it could be a friend for you. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, and I expect there were, like with all of these things, there were a number of layers to it. Yeah. Some of it would have been conscious and yeah. some of it's unconscious. And, um, you know, and I have, and I actually emailed him afterwards and just said, thank you very much, happy to do it again, but also commented on it because I thought I'm going to raise it. Yeah. Because there's an, because I know there's a need there because of some conversations we've had previously. And so it's kind of like, this is really interesting watching the behavior, but also that, and that's the complexity, if you like, of, of, um, life. It's kind of wisdom doesn't come in a straight road. It's no, curved, you no. know, and you just have to go with it, and we'll see. And it's something that will evolve or not over time. Because I feel like you know, because we are connected to source or the universe. It's like okay, where where do you want? It's not what I think I want in this yeah. relationship or this situation. What do you? Where do you want me to? You know, to be there. Yeah, I think what you're doing is really good and especially, you know, considering what you've been through uh, when you were younger and to then want to help men, I think it's um, it's a credit to you really. I mean, I've spoken to many people who've been in your situation and they have a completely different view and they're they're not um comfortable around men and such like anymore and I guess that's everybody's different and we all deal with things in a different way but I do think the beauty of what you're doing is that 
is probably helping you as well uh, and and like you say I think that that's um, a really really nice thing for you to do and again it just shows that you know your gift is kindness coupled with fierce love and you know anybody that meets Kate you will realize that she she's very straight talking she's you know she's real she's de- <laughs> she's definitely real and she's so lovely and you know whether you believe in the woo woo or not I I guarantee if you have a conversation with her and you have a meditation session with her you will be straight away you'll be like can I come and do this again because it just like it just makes you feel so good and um yeah I was I was blown away by it really because I didn't know what to expect um so what's so what's next for you then Kate what's next on the horizon for yourself um great question and I think what I was reflecting on recently is at the heart of everything I do is this sort of mantra which is business can be the life force of society but what does that actually mean? And I suppose it's like, you know, the traditional views of business, you know, grab as much as you can, make it bigger and, you know, better. That's, you know, you're making more money that so must be good, you know, yeah. and all of that. Actually, it is, is false. Not saying, you know, don't go with that, but, you know, in, in some ways, as some people would say, um, capitalism is a cancer. Yeah. Um, that, you know, eats us up and eats up our world. And so I guess what I, where I'm going with all of that is actually I want more people like you and who might never have experienced meditation or colour to have that experience, mm-hmm. you know, and to make it really accessible and affordable. So what, I've, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm offering a sort of session um, on the 24th of June at, I'm doing two, one at 9.30 in the morning and one at 8 at night because I have people in different parts of the world. Yes, yeah. Um, but also people have different, you know, schedules. And it's to- there's no obligation to do anything else, you know, or what have you. It's totally free. So I hope, you know, you'll come to one of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah. there'll be a little bit of meditation. But what I've realised is, is I love doing the meditations, but it's, there's a, the point to that is yes, give you that space to really connect in, but also then to connect to others because it, it's all about like you were saying, you know, the communities and the people you've met and so on. Yeah. And where can that take us, and how does that, you know, enhance who we are, and where do we go from that? So it's sort of like I'm calling it conscious conversation. Yeah. But in order to have a conscious conversation, we have to connect in first, and so there will be a bit of colour. There might be a little bit of, you know, poetry or something um, and, you know, the meditation, but then there'll be a space to, to chat and that's, and I'll be holding the container for that. And it's all in an hour. And the idea being that, you know, if it's like an oasis. You can be really busy all the rest of the month or the rest of the week or what have you, but then you come to be and connect to your essence of who who you are so that you can then go out whoever you are to serve your communities and serve the people that you're meeting and I would say to people think about it like this when we think about physical fitness you know going to the gym lots of people go yep that's a no-brainer you know so they join a gym or they get a sort of you know exercise bike or they go walking or something like that and they build it into their daily 
schedule, you know, I'm going to get fit or be reasonably fit so that I can, you know, be healthy and so on. But we've actually got to think about our emotional fitness, our emotional wellness. You talked about mental health earlier. And the thing is, is, you know, yeah, sure, in the pandemic, people were lonely, but actually people are lonely whether we're in a pandemic or not, or people yeah. are struggling That's true. to see, you know, how to, you know, make more sense of life, how to really enjoy life. So I sense my my view is is actually come and explore, have a taste, expand, and then go out to where you need to serve. It's almost like a circle for people like you yeah. doing that work already. And it's like, oh great, I've I've got a place to recharge so I can go back and, and, and serve the people I need to serve. But I might make some really great connections on the way or something else might happen. So that's that's the idea. I think I think that's lovely. And I think um as I say, anybody that listens, um all Kate's details will be on my website and on the Love Always Lisa Facebook group. And I will certainly share that. And I will go to the one in the evening because I will be recording a podcast in the morning. So I can't do that. But um, <laughs> what I will say to you is <coughs> that you, <laughs> ironically, so January when I did this with you, it was kind of the start of this whole journey that for me. Uh, yeah. And at risk of sounding like I'm on X Factor and I'm going to tell you my journey and you're all going to love me and feel sorry <laughs> for me. It's not like that. So basically, uh, in January, I decided along with my daughter to get a little bit fit and healthier um, and start going walking. And I got involved in this group called the Walk and Talk group. I'd met you, came and did the meditation. You obviously sent me the coral stuff. We had no, you had no idea what was going on in my head. You didn't know about the podcast thoughts or anything at all met the ladies in America through the walk and talk group, although I already knew one of them. And all of these things have all gone dot, 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 dot. And it's almost like if I was to join all those dots from what happened in January, I'm creating a picture of myself, but it's who I actually want to be. It's me as in Lisa, not Lisa Bailey Brown or Lisa Parks was my maiden name, or it's just me, Lisa, as myself, the things that I want to do and it's all because people like yourself who I've met and you've kind of helped me and realized that it is okay to take an hour for yourself to go and meditate or go and sit by a river and read a book it's you know you don't have to constantly be going over and over doing work 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 because you know I think what I realized with doing the meditation with you and then not being able to come to the other ones was that like why why what was I doing that was so important that I didn't put that time and effort into myself and since then obviously I've learned a lot more things and I've realized that it's okay and the Monday just gone I went off and had a day you know didn't take kids with me just just went off and I was with my friend and just a really nice day and it's kind of like that's fine we can do stuff for ourselves so if you're listening and you want to do something for yourself, but you're not sure, then go and see Kate on this day. And I guarantee that even if at the very minimum you get from it is a really relaxing hour and you don't want to do anything after, at least you've had that time for yourself and you might learn something else from it. Um, Kate, it's been an absolute pleasure. 
I think you're a lovely lady and I think um, you're doing a great thing um, with all this work with men and obviously you work with women as well and you're working with lots of people so keep doing what you're doing um we'll be certainly sharing this podcast out and shouting about you um and that's it really that's the end of your love love always leads to experience i feel almost like i could keep talking to you forever because she's also got a really oh. calm voice as well and when she does the meditation it's kind of like you're gonna go very sleepy no she doesn't do that she doesn't do that but she's just got <laughs> she's not gonna hypnotize you but she just has a lovely voice and you're like oh this is really good so please just go and have a listen um but yeah so that's that's it that's that's it all over and done with hopefully um you can come back again in a year's time and you can tell me all of the good work that you've done because I'm pretty sure you're going to be going for it you you're very in tune with lots of things and I think that you've got lots of things to come that's amazing so thank you very much lovely and um I will see you very soon well, thank you so much for the invitation to join you. It's been a real honour and a pleasure and a privilege. So, You're very um, welcome. We- thank you. Hi, my lovelies. I'm Lisa Bailey-Brown, a.k.a. LBB. I'm a wife, a mum and a gran, and my passion is people. I love them. By being kind, loving, honest and genuine, it's allowed me to help whoever I can, however I can. I'm bringing to you, the listener, an abundance of love, laughter and real talk. I've always felt that I had a purpose, but it's taken me till almost 45 to realise it. I am enough and I am capable. So now I want other amazing humans of all walks of life to come forward to share their stories because it's not about me anymore. It's about giving others, just like I used to be, the chance to open up and share and feel enough. There is only love from here on in, so if you don't want to hear about how the simple things in life and being yourself can help you to grow and have a more fulfilling life, that's fine. But for those of you that are intrigued, I look forward to bringing amazing guests from all over the world to share their stories with you. Thank you for listening. Love always, Lisa.